Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Future. This is a weekly political and philosophical podcast that follows current events, primarily in the United States, but occasionally throughout our entire world. We look at legislation, laws, statements, and issues, our possible solutions to those issues, and how we might do better so that there may one day be a bright future. I'm your host, Samuel Adams, but please call me Sam or by my screen name, The Storm AI. Before we start, a warning. This is a political show made by a young and rather inexperienced person. This show is as much about forming my opinion as it is sharing it with you. I'm not afraid to try and tackle topics which may be divisive. And I mean, just try bringing up politics during your next family gathering and then run for cover. For lack of a better term, you or I may become offended at points. This is not my intention, but is unfortunately unavoidable when discussing certain topics. If you don't agree with me or think I missed something, let me know as I do record these episodes in a Discord voice chat. Link is in the description, or you can also leave a comment on YouTube. In an effort to avoid said voice chat or comments devolving into your relative's Thanksgiving screaming match, I have organized the following rules to help guide us. First, do not insult others, but instead discuss and debate each other's arguments in a respectful manner. Second, take into account new information, perspectives, and ideas and keep your opinions flexible to match. Be sure to update your opinion based on new information, but also when doing so, keep in mind the remaining rules, which are a series of philosophical razors. The third is Hitchens Razor. That which can be stated without evidence can also be dismissed without evidence. With anyone able to shout fake news, the raw facts can be difficult to discern in our digital era. Make sure to go to the very source rather than just a screenshot on social media. However, we can add exemptions for basic universal truths, such as the Earth is round or 2 plus 2 equals 5. 4, 4, sorry, <laughs> always gets me. Fourth, the Sagan Standard states that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence to prove them. Think 9-11 was an inside job? I say innocent until proven guilty, and you had better have a whole lot of evidence to back that up. And uh, after all, why attack your own country, unless you're evil or something? Which brings me to our fifth rule, Hanlon's Razor. Do not attribute to malice that which could be reasonably attributed to plain old stupidity. It's entirely possible that most people in positions of power aren't evil, but instead just out of touch and totally clueless as to what we the people need. Lastly, and probably most importantly, is the philosophical rule that you are most likely to already know, Occam's Razor which says that simpler explanations that make the least assumptions are more likely to be correct. I record these episodes live in a voice chat that anyone is free to join into the debate. These rules stand for that voice call, as well as the comments if you're listening to this on YouTube, or for the chat room if you're in my Discord server. They also apply directly to me, and I always keep them in mind while writing and recording these episodes. With no further delay, let's begin. No, no, one more thing before we begin. I made a merch store. You might have noticed this show has a logo, and each episode also has their own simplistic thumbnails. They're simple black and white logos that I use to poke at fun at the fact that most politicians seem to look at these issues in black and white, when if you look any deeper than the surface level, you would find a whole lot of gray. If you particularly like an episode or the show as a whole, you can get the logo or the thumbnails, on uh, the thumbnails of some episodes on shirts, hoodies, mugs, and more. It's still all being set up, so check back regularly for new stuff. Link is also in the description. 
Anyway, on to our main issue for this week. Climate change is a massive issue, and as always, I encourage you to research this for yourself as much as possible. I won't be able to tackle everything in just one episode. In this week's case, you may even be able to research it by just stepping outside, because for me, last week started with afternoon temperatures as high as 75 degrees Fahrenheit, or 24 degrees Celsius. But by Friday, temperatures had dropped to 20 degrees Fahrenheit, or negative 7 Celsius, and have stayed there since. That's a pretty major change that happened practically overnight. This is probably causing some issues for the local wildlife, considering that consistently over the last few years, armadillos, you know, from the desert, were spotted throughout my state, not the desert. As a sidebar, armadillos are seemingly to slowly migrate north over the past seven years, due to climate change. Despite this evidence, one of the biggest issues with climate change is that some people don't even agree that it's happening, or that if it is happening, it's not that big of a deal. However, Biden gave a speech last Friday, November 11th, at the Convention on Climate Change Conference in Egypt. Let's discuss his speech and start by going over some recent events that Biden mentioned in that speech. The first thing Biden mentioned that was that on a global scale, according to the World Meteorological Organization, the last eight years have consistently been the warmest on record. To give you an idea on how big a deal climate change is, I turn your attention towards a webcomic I enjoy called XKCD. I know, our rules say reputable sources, so let me give you a little background. XKCD is made by Randall Monroe, who has a degree in physics and, before starting the webcomic, was a robotics engineer at NASA. He puts a lot of research into these comics as well as the books he has published, including What If? Serious Scientific Answers to Absurd Hypothetical Questions. I wouldn't use these comics as a source for a major scientific paper or anything, after all, they are made to entertain first, but they can, at the very least, give us an idea of the scale of the issue. In particular, I'm looking at number com er, comic number 1379, titled 4.5 Degrees. You can find it on his website at xkcd.com slash 1379. It was originally published in 2014, so it is a little out of date, but it states that if we don't enact aggressive limits on emissions, the Earth will likely warm by an average of 4 to 5 degrees Celsius by the end of this century. Randall designates a 4.5 degree change as one ice age unit, and with the average temperature during modern times being zero. Today, we're at about 0.2 ice age units, or roughly 1 degree Celsius, above the average temperature of modern times. In the last 86 years, we would be all the way up to one, over than in 86 years, we would be all the way up to one full ice age unit. 20,000 years ago, our planet was at negative 1 Ice Age units, or 4.5 degrees below the modern time average, at which point most of the planet's land mass was buried beneath half a mile of ice. And at plus 2 Ice Age units, it is estimated that the seas would rise by over 200 meters, that there would be no natural ice at all, and the North and South Poles would make perfect tropical resorts. So, Really, we don't want the average climate to change very much, because if it does, we might get some pretty major problems. In the United States, our news cycle constantly talks about those major problems. They're already happening. Extreme drought and wildfires to the west, and major hurricanes and storms in the east. According to FEMA.gov, over the past 10 years, they were dispatched at least 100 times each year, 
except for this year, where they've only been dispatched 83 times so far. On top of that, Biden mentions in his speech how Africa is considered to be home to the nations most vulnerable to climate change. Due to four years of intense drought in the Horn of Africa, many countries have become unstable because the drought led to food insecurity and hunger. Livestock migration routes used for centuries were forced to be abandoned and new routes need to be plotted, which is also increasing conflicts between herders and farmers. According to Biden, this climate crisis is about human, economic, environmental, and national security. Oh, and of course, life on this planet as we know it. Now, this is a Biden speech, so it is a bit difficult to understand at times. He's getting better, but still getting tongue-tied quite often. I won't go over the whole speech, which was about 25 minutes long, but it is available on the White House YouTube channel, and a transcript is available on whitehouse.gov. Biden starts his speech by discussing steps he and his administration have taken to fight climate change. When Biden was a senator, he was the first person in a federal office to actually introduce legislation to try and combat climate change back in 1986. It's an issue he's cared about since his early political career. On his first day as president, he rejoined the Paris Accords, a UN agreement to limit emissions. He also mentioned during prior meetings how the United States helped get commitments from other countries to limit warming to just one and a half degrees. At home, Biden's administration is working to upgrade our infrastructure, improving our power grid and building a network of electric vehicle charging stations. He also seems to want to expand public transportation, which makes sense. One bus can carry 20 people and produces a lot less emissions than 20 cars put together. Biden also stated in the Inflation Reduction Act, Biden also stated that the Inflation Reduction Act is the most important climate bill in the history of America, even though it, quote, doesn't do as much as I want it to do. But it does provide, quote, though edited to cut out stumbling over words, $386 billion to support clean energy, everything from offshore wind to distributed solar, zero emission vehicles, sustainable aviation fuels, more efficient buildings, cleaner industries, climate smart agriculture and forestry, and more. Again, I haven't read the full Inflation Reduction Act because the version that became law is 274 pages, but instead I ran a search for mentions of any of these buzzwords or anything close. I wasn't able to find a section that specifically mentioned $386 billion, despite trying it multiple ways. The parts that mentioned solar and geothermal actually extend deadlines to expand these power generation methods from just 2023 to 2025. The only mentions of the word agriculture or agricultural are in sections regarding subsidies to pay farmers. The act does, it seem, does at least seem to lower the price of sustainable aviation fuel and give support for electric cars, but still, I'm not sure Biden has read the most important climate bill in the history of our country. Biden also mentions the Kitigali Agreement, an international treaty with the UN which we are the latest country to sign. He says it's like it's a major achievement, but we're the last to the party. There were 143 other countries who signed it before us over the past six years, including China, the only country who produces more greenhouse gases than the United States. Biden, if you want to lead the world in combating climate change, you can't do that when you're in the back. Biden also talks about the Emergency Plan for Adaptation Resilience, or PREPARE for short, quote, 
As a down payment, we're announcing more than $150 million in initiatives that support prepares adaptation efforts throughout America or throughout Africa. This money will be used to expand early warning systems and prevention throughout Africa. Other things that the prepare plan includes are strengthening food security and forming their own version of FEMA. It will also be used to mobilize the private sector, which I have some apprehension about. If one company finds a way to single-handedly solve climate change, then they could ransom the solution, even though the only reason they were able to solve it in the first place is because of American financing them in the first place. Instead, I think the money would be better served as prize money to a person or group of people who find solutions. They would get the money, and the government would get the technology and solutions to these issues. Biden touches on how our planet is a connected system, and so that this needs to be an international effort. After all, we all share the same atmosphere, and every part of our planet can influence other sections. Just as an example, nutrients in the Sahara Desert are swept into air or sea currents, float around the planet a while, and eventually end up cultivating soil for the Amazon rainforest. It's all about the butterfly effect, where a tiny change here or there can make a big difference. We just need to be careful that it's not a bad tiny change, like an increase in methane production. Methane? It has 80 times more warming power than carbon dioxide over the first 20 years after it's released into the atmosphere. It doesn't have the same long-term effects like carbon dioxide will, but in the short term, it warms us up fast. What are we doing at the very least to slow that down? Well, Biden announced the Methane Emissions Reduction Act plan which invests $20 billion to mitigate issues like abandoned oil wells leaking methane and improving industrial equipment to reduce methane emissions. According to Biden, this plan will reduce United States methane emissions by 87% by 2030. But again, this is a connected issue. Our entire world's leaders need to step up to meet these goals. And according to Biden's speech, quote, as I stand here before you, we've taken enormous strides to achieve that. Well, I wouldn't agree with you. I'd say you've taken a few steps in the right direction, but there's a whole lot more you could be doing. Because when I was in college, one of the things that I was looking into... When I was in college, one of the things I was looking into or thinking about going into a career for was combating climate change. Turns out doesn't pay very much to the point that I would be stuck in college debt my whole life. But I learned some very cool basics about the things that we could do to combat this issue. For example, the Methane Emissions Reduction Act plan. But methane doesn't have to be contained. Instead, you could use it as a renewable natural gas. Methane is flammable. And it doesn't have to just be for teenage jokes for lighting your farts on fire, either. You could, instead, use methane to boil water, and then use that steam to turn a generator and generate electricity. So instead of just capping it off, why not collect it from those abandoned oil wells or industrial equipment? While I'm talking about methane, another thing that produces a lot of it is most animals, especially cattle. And we've got a lot of cows here in America, but... Over a decade ago, some crazy scientist invented this kind of backpack, effectively an inflatable bag that you would strap onto cows and it would capture methane that the cows emit. 
You could also add a cap on top of a manure pit to capture even more methane that comes off all that crap. You don't even have to worry about the smell. Methane is odorless. The only real downside about burning methane as a natural gas is that it produces carbon dioxide instead. What can we do about carbon dioxide? Another thing I learned a little about while I was at college was biomimetrics, or biomimicry, which is copying elements of nature to solve complex human problems, and carbon dioxide is definitely a complex human problem. To solve it though, you don't need to look very far, just into the nearest pond or fish tank. Algae. Algae is really, really efficient at scrubbing carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. A 12-ounce bottle of algae is equivalent to roughly 400 trees, which is already ridiculously high. But what if we could give it a boost? It turns out you can make a pretty simple carbon dioxide scrubber at home with little more than a plastic bottle and an aquarium pump. Apparently, you can also turn it all kinds of cool colors if you want it for a decoration if you feed it different types of liquid fertilizer. I might just have to go and make one of those with that soda stream bottle I ruined by putting in the dishwasher. Anyway, though, we could build these on an industrial scale and probably run an experiment to see what type of algae is most efficient at scrubbing carbon dioxide, and then turn it up to mega size. At this point, I'm basically proposing that we terraform the planet to a minor degree. Large industrial buildings housing massive tanks of algae. The atmosphere is pumped into the tanks, the algae removes the carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases, and the atmosphere is pumped back out. Some breeds of algae also turn salt water into fresh water. So, oh look, it just solved the, uh, it just solved the water crisis too. Algae, like any plant, also requires fertilizer. That's right, I'll import all that cow manure that you have in exchange for a whole lot of fresh air. The only downside is that these buildings would need electricity to run the pumps. Man, it would be really convenient if I could also import a clean-burning natural gas, like methane, to run those pumps. In Biden's statement, he kept coming back to how all of these issues called food shortages and famine. But if properly prepared, Algae can actually make a pretty good meal. It would grow at a pretty fast rate with all those nutrients I shoved at it. Yes, I'm proposing that algae saves the world. I should take this idea to Shark Tank. I'm going to end this episode with a little bit of a rant. I got into a small argument this weekend about Twitch, which is where I stream these episodes live. Because a large streamer was sleeping on stream and made a few thousand dollars over the course of that stream. Apparently, you can actually find many streams of people just sleeping, and most of them have a fair amount of viewers. Opinions for and against this type of content on Twitch are very divided, and I am definitely against sleeping streams, mostly because of Twitch's community guidelines and the affiliate agreement, which outlines a series of do's and don'ts for being a streamer here on this platform. One of those guidelines clearly state that idle streams where you aren't really doing anything are not permitted, and sleeping is definitely idle. So would, it would be equivalent to me just sticking my stream on the Be Right Back screen and then being back six hours later. Unfortunately for my opinion, and fortunately for the creators that do this anyway, there are two arguments for sleeping streams. The first is that Twitch fails to enforce their own rules uniformly. If you're a large creator, you're probably just gonna get a week-long ban for something that would have other streamers perma-banned. 
On Twitch, the bigger you are, the softer you land. The other argument was used against my opinion was that Twitch has an I'm only sleeping category, so it's perfectly fine, right? Well, if you had actually watched any of the streams in that category, you would know that it's for a point-and-click adventure game called I'm Only Sleeping, made by Inu as the 60th game in the Reality on the Norm series. But instead, streamers are using this category just to sleep instead. Which is also against community guidelines. You should ensure your tags are accurate to the best of your knowledge. Wake up and create some content, content creators. Does anyone know a competitor to Twitch? If Fixer was still around, I'd jump faster than Ninja. No multi-million dollar contract needed. And thank you for listening to my essay section for the week. This section is always pre-thought out and pre-written. Now I'll turn it over to you, the listeners, to share and discuss your own opinions on the subject. So how's it going, Wiggler? Honestly, it's going all right. I've been existing for the most part debating how we got into this hot fire of a universe now. That is I feel of... like climate change... No, I said that knowing full <laughs> yeah. well what the topic was on. Irony and all that. Well, Although I feel like climate change come down... To... Yeah, climate change seems to come down to one universal issue that nobody seems to really take note of anymore. Taking care of it's just really expensive. Yeah, I mean, that's also a problem. But Biden is throwing a lot of money at this. Yeah, but the problem is one government throwing a lot of money at it versus the entire world throwing a lot of money at it is two different things. And yeah. sadly, we live in a capitalist society. Capitalism do go burr. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I should take that idea to Shark Tank, get them to back <laughs> me on making these massive industrial atmosphere filters. Honestly, filtering out carbon dioxide isn't a bad idea because you can filter because if you can find a way to split it down, you can filter it into raw carbon and then you can filter it into oxygen. Release the oxygen back in, burn the carbon, wa wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, and then like algae is it's, it's super useful. Who would have thought? <laughs> Organics in general are really useful. It's almost like that is their natural prerogative is to be helpful. Well, the best part is we could like take the algae and probably even like do some weird genetic shit to it and yeah gmo anything is probably a good idea make it so that it it purifies the atmosphere at a ridiculous rate it purifies yeah. salt water so we don't have to worry about that energy crisis anymore honestly the one of the biggest things that seems to come down to it is we don't really have the means to uh, handle the energy crisis because renewable energy means we have to build a lot of it which requires a lot of energy which requires yeah. us to expand existing energy infrastructure. Oh, look. <laughs> nuclear is right there. I mean, nuclear is right there, but one it of the does... issues we're currently trying to deal with is a lot of high-grade nuclear waste we can't exactly do much with. Well, you can take that high-grade nuclear waste, and there's like a new type of reactor that was invented in 2012 called the Fast Reactor, and it can burn it, and it leaves no waste behind. So... You don't have to worry about that either. It's the problem of everyone's scared of nuclear energy because of Three Mile Island and because of Chernobyl. Honestly, and okay. Of, I, this and, is okay. One more thing. Another thing that can probably scare people away is Russia because 
There is a it's nuclear Russia. reactor in Ukraine that they are fighting around, and Russia refused to make it a demilitarized zone. That reactor was so close to going into meltdown for so long, but yeah, finally because Russia in kept September, fucking bombing it. They managed to shut it down. It is shut down now, so you don't have to worry about that. But what the honestly, hell, Russia? <laughs> honestly, the funniest thing about Chernobyl that nobody really seems to remember is that the ultimate reason Chernobyl happened is because uh, they had they shut down the safety pr- protocols. They straight up forgot they they were pressured for uh, results, so they started ignoring protocol. And the moment they started ignoring protocol, hey, look, our graphite started melting. Oh, wait, that's a bad thing, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, I mentioned earlier XKCD, the, the webcomic that I like. Oh, I... Randall Monroe. X, X, yeah. XKCD is amazing. Yeah. I read the... I actually read the What If book when I was going through high school. That, that stuff the, is There's good. a second one, by the way. There's a second one that came out Oh, yeah, I heard year. about that. It's also pretty good, but one of the comics that he, I don't know which one it is or anything, he mentions how Chernobyl is basically like someone sitting in front of a stereo, fiddling with all the volume dials, confused why there's no sound coming out, and then someone just hits the mute button and there's a blast of sound. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how that goes. That's all I had to say about like climate change and everything, though. Uh, what about the Twitch thing? What did you think? Honestly... Do you know a competitor to Twitch other than just YouTube? Uh, I'm not no, and that's... Honestly, YouTube streaming is arguably worse, which is kind of no. the depressing part. Like, you know it's bad when people are starting to only use Twitch because YouTube is just eh? Mixer, come back, please! I don't even Didn't know how Mixer, Mixer go Mixer bankrupt? Was. Yes, Mixer went bankrupt and shut down, and I want it back. Please. Understandable. Honestly, uh, anything is better than Twitch at this point. Uh, did you hear what they did to their Twitch partners? No. Uh, they they severely cut the amount of revenue Twitch partners are getting. Oh, yeah, but they upped the cut for all of the affiliates. They upped my cut, at least, by like... No, no, that's not what they did. They made it so that I get paid out more regularly. So originally, Twitch has it so that whenever you subscribe to me, whenever you donate, whenever you do anything through Twitch, Twitch gets basically half of everything I make. But... When I when I get to a certain amount, when I've earned a total of one hundred dollars or more, that's when they actually pass me the money. So and they do it once a month. Yeah, that's kind of like so the same thing a robot does. So if I don't make one hundred dollars in one month, what's left rolls over the next month, and I just keeps rolling over until eventually I get one hundred dollars, and then, and then it gets you receive paid your out. paycheck. Yeah. Yep. Twitch changed it, so now I get paychecks at fifty dollars instead of a hundred dollars. Yeah, so you get paid out more regularly. So you feel like you're getting paid more, even though you're getting paid the same amount. Yep. But what I recommend doing is, if you want to donate to a streamer, including myself, don't do it through Twitch. Do it through, like, Patreon is right there. Patreon is right right there. there. But I also have Streamlabs. (laughs) I love using Streamlabs because Streamlabs is a paid service. I pay for Streamlabs Prime. It's $100 a year. But... They also have a thing where you can just tip directly to the channel through Streamlabs, and I get 100%. 100%. Not a cent of it goes to anyone else. <laughs> Shameless plugging a please so, donate to my channel be like... No, don't. You don't have to if you don't want to. I'd appreciate it. Uh, these medical bills aren't going to be cheap, but... Wait, medical bills? What? I had surgery about a month ago. Did you not 
talking? Did you not notice me complaining about it in the Discord server? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, I did not. Okay, well, I'll talk about that after we finish recording the episode, because I've already talked about it on the podcast before. But yeah, I, I had surgery a few weeks ago. It's not fun. Ouch. Anything that is indeed rough. Yep. I'll have to. I the worst part is like they keep I keep giving them my insurance cards and they just don't run the insurance and they send me the whole bill and I'm like, I think it would be easier to just kill myself to dodge this. (laughs) What the hell? The funny the irony is you're really not wrong. (sighs) Yep. But the good news is they, they finally said, you can disregard that bill. We're going to run it through your insurances first. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, thank God, you finally did the bare fucking minimal. So apparently, I now won't have to worry about the bill for at least two months. That being oh, said, oh, I have yeah. to move at the end of my lease, and I can't lift anything more than 10 pounds. Ouch. So I can't pack or move anything in my apartment. Very much, ouch. So I have to hire someone to do that. On top of, I missed a bunch of work, so I have had smaller paychecks. What the hell is this? Um, I'm assuming he's talking about something. What? What do you mean, what the hell is this? You missed work, you didn't get paid. What? What do you mean you didn't get paid? (laughs) What do you you mean you didn't get paid? Dude, the irony is, I swear, that's half my coworkers sometimes. Uh... Anyway, anything else to add to this episode? I, I don't Honestly, not really. Alright then. So, thank you for listening to this episode of Bright Future. Feel free to comment if you're watching this episode on YouTube, or discuss this and other topics in my Discord server with me and other listeners. Anyone, even you, are free to join in when new episodes are recorded at 7pm Central every Monday. They are also recorded live on Twitch at the Storm AI. These episodes are then released every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central, so I'll see you back here next week. Fur most seen is our thoughts. Stay